Wolves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number three of our broadcast. Welcome back. Thank you very much for being with us. Bill and Russ here on the radio. I'm in Waycross today. Russ is back in Macon. We are talking sports and plenty to talk about here on this Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Got two on hold, two lines open, 478-646-ESPN. By the way, I haven't read the article yet, Russ, but the Braves revenues came out today. Have you seen the numbers? Yeah, it's. it looks like it, I didn't see the exact numbers, but I saw where it was a record uh, revenue. Yep. Uh, two, uh, let's see, hold on. Um, Doug Roberson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, $588 million in revenue, $20 million more than in 2021 when the Braves won the World Series. Liberty Media tra- attributed the 4% increase in revenues to increase capacity at Truist Park, ticket demand at regular season and exhibition games, World Series-related revenue and other events at the ballpark. The team's fourth quarter revenues decreased from $102 million generated from October the 31st through December the 31st to $53 million, a 48% difference during the same period. Liberty, of course, attributed that decrease to fewer home games. All right, let me stop right there. Now, look, I, I got a journalism degree, so I rarely admit I'm not a rocket scientist. But isn't that proof right there, Russ, that we need to get to the World Series every year for $50 million and more revenue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, and, that, and we talked about this. The The best thing about this Braves situation is the way it's set up. They, it benefits them to invest in the baseball team. God, this is a lot of money. Incredible. Braves Holdings fourth quarter 2022 was a loss of 10 million compared to revenues of 19 million the per game revenues increased from 6 million in 2021 to 6.4 in 2022 well there you go Russ there's the the per game revenues it's 6.4 million per game the team's operating income in 2022 showed a loss of 15 million compared to revenues of 31 million in 2021. Uh, Liberty Media attributed the decrease in operating income before depreciation and amortization and operating income partially to increase player salaries and increase expenses under the league's revenue sharing plan. Of course, the other part of that is now that they're going to, to split the stock, what will that mean for this team moving forward? And that's something that we really do not know. All right, let's get to the phones. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Eddie is in Ackworth to lead us off. Hey, Eddie, how are you today, Bill? Good, sir. Well, I was excited about the Braves, but I learned from Dansby that they're just kind of a deal here in Atlanta. They're a massive deal in Chicago sports. So I'm, I guess I'm just not as excited about the Braves anymore. Yeah, right. Whatever. You touched on his <laughs> comments today. I mean. Come on, Dansby, just keep your mouth shut. Why does he even have to say anything, take any kind of shot? And that's a shot, I'm sorry, at Atlanta sports and their fans. It's a shot. Well, I I haven't really addressed it because, look, I'm not surprised that Dansby's going to say some things. I'm not because Dansby is all about Dansby. You know, I I mean, that's just the bottom line. 
<laughs> I, and he is, and he went for the money, and we all know that. But just don't say anything. I mean, he's a hometown kid. He loved Atlanta until what? He got an offer from the Cubs, and then suddenly Atlanta's not a good sports town. I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I didn't like it, Bill. So whatever. Um, yeah. Good job, like I said, opening the uh, show. Tough topic to talk about. Just like you said, Thank it just you. gets more and more sad, more and more horrible the more you hear about it. But I, I, I maybe this has been touched on. I don't really understand why Jalen Carter. And I'm not excusing anything. Don't don't misunderstand. But why is Jalen Carter now being arrested? I would think they would want him to come in for questioning to find out more details about what happened. But he's 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 under he's being arrested. When he comes to Athens, is that am I understanding the story correctly? Well, there's an arrest warrant, so I guess that That's means warrant. he's going to be brought in at that point in time. I mean, they they questioned him at the scene, and and I right. don't know if they've questioned him again. I can't imagine, in the course of their investigation, Eddie, that they would not have talked to the young lady who survived to Warren McClendon. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what they've said. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, let's be totally honest. Those two right there can let everybody know clearly if this was a race or not, right? right. They survived it. Absolutely. And you're right. It, it was. We all know it. We're not stupid. Of course it was a race. That's what these kids do, unfortunately. Hopefully not now going forward when they realize, hey, this could lead to somebody's death. Um, but as far as your question about Jalen Carter, I wouldn't think twice about taking this kid. And and he made a bad mistake. He's 21, 22 years old, whatever, 23, I don't know how old he is, but he's a senior in college or junior in college. He made a bad decision, okay, and he was driving too fast. Not Like I said, I'm not excusing it because two people died, but if I'm an NFL GM, I take the kid. I don't, I don't bat an eye about because of what he does on the football field. He made a bad decision that night, but what he yep. does on the football field is what they're drafting these kids for. Sorry. Well, you're right, because we're not drafting, to use the same term in, the, in a six-minute time period, we're not dra- drafting rocket scientists here, right? right. We're, not, we're, not, we're drafting them to play football. We're, we, we know that players have been drafted before, and a large percentage of them have not made the smartest decision 24-7. Right. Um, I, like Russ said earlier in the show, I mean, it's not like Jalen Carter put a gun to anybody's head to make them race. They obviously participated, and... They paid a heavy price for it, an awful heavy price for it that just makes you sick on your stomach to even say the words that they're dead. Um, yes, he shouldn't have participated in whatever was going on, but no, I, I, I can't imagine, uh, again, Eddie, unless during the interview process there were too many things that made me uncomfortable, me passing on Jalen Carter at number eight, right. for example. I mean, look, I, I think the Falcons, unfortunately, are the perfect team to discuss in this situation because they're not in the top three, but yet they're in the top ten. And it's like, all right, let's take the team that is closest to him. Will the Atlanta Falcons at number eight allow what's happened, or will there be enough to come out between now and the draft to allow the Falcons or force the Falcons to say, no, we're not taking Jalen Carter at number eight? And I just can't imagine that to be the case. Right, right. One more thing. I know you got some other callers. Um I love Brent Rollins. I think he's a wizard when it comes to, to, to drafting and players, and he knows more in his in his life than I'll ever know about football. I don't understand his love for Anthony Richardson, but I'll take him at his word. 
that Anthony, I, I just don't get it because we watched him play against Georgia twice and he looked like yeah. ass. I think part of that is the Georgia defense, but whatever. But I mean, if he's that adamant about Richardson's upside in the NFL, I'll take him at his word. And if they take him at eight, I'm not going to be angry for that reason. But I don't want a quarterback bill this year at all because of so many needs. Yeah. Just let Desmond ride this year out, put all the pieces around him. If it doesn't work, then you get one next year. I think they should just completely yeah. ignore the quarterback position this year. Well, that's my preference, too. I agree. And, you know, look, a couple of years ago when Kyler Murray was in the NFL draft, I, I didn't get that at all. I, I, yeah. I just I, – I didn't get it. And, and look, not that Kyler Murray's, you know, led Arizona to a Super Bowl, but I think Aaron Murray – I mean, Aaron Murray, excuse me. Kyler Murray has proven that he's an NFL quarterback. Is Anthony Richardson that type of player where the skill set's there, the development needs to come? Well, maybe so, but I – I don't think that's the player to put with a, a, a Desmond Ritter. So I'm, I would not, again, using the word temptation, I would not be tempted enough by Anthony Richardson to take him. But I'd be, I'll be honest, Eddie, if he were there, I think they would. I think they would be tempted enough to take I, him there. I think Anthony Richardson goes to a team who is more complete than the Falcons, and he's a good fit. For what the Falcons need, that's a bad idea, I think, because you're you, – you take him, and it's one less piece you're getting around him, right? I, I just don't I don't like a quarterback this year. I've already said that. I think you go defense yeah. all the way and get after the quarterback. Yeah. All right, uh, Eddie, thank you very much. Good stuff. We appreciate it. 478-646-ESPN. Let's move on. Obi in Warner Robins is with us. Hello, Obi. Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. Thank you for calling wanted to talk about what y'all think about Lamar Jackson. In my opinion, I don't believe the Falcons should try for Lamar Jackson or, like the previous caller said, any other quarterback, really. Um, I think they should just let Dez see how he develops this year and then go evaluate again next year. I think if they're going for Lamar, then they're just going for ticket sales. They don't really care about winning, in my opinion. They'll be just a mediocre team for three or four years until his contract is up, and then that'll be about it. Well, my preference is to go with Desmond as well. Did you see enough last year in those four games to make you convinced that Desmond deserves at least 17 games to prove himself? At least 17, definitely. See, I feel like he improved each game on what he did the previous game. And that's really all you can ask for in four games. I mean, he's a rookie. You don't expect him to come lights out. All you can ask for is to improve each game, and that's exactly what he did. So I feel like he definitely deserves at least 17 games just to see what he can do. Yeah, I do too. I I mean, that that is my preference. It's like – and I don't mean to be contradictory in my process here because I do understand – the theory of get as many options as you can at quarterback until you find your guy. I just think that they have found someone who did not do enough in four games to deter me from giving him the opportunity to, as you say, play 17 games. It's not, I mean, look, Obi, if he had come out in those four games and thrown four picks, you know, five, five touchdowns and four picks, we, we wouldn't be feeling the way we feel right now, would we? I don't think so. I think, you know, he he did, like I said, he did exactly what you want from a rookie who only has four games to do. 
I mean, the only yeah. other thing you could ask for more was if he came out and threw five touchdowns, zero picks. I mean, he did more than I think most rookies would do, honestly. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, I, I don't – I know people going in that last game were like, well, he hasn't thrown a touchdown. He finally got that taken care of. But still, I, I didn't see anything. I, I almost – was going to have to be proven not to want him for 17 games. And I saw nothing in those four games to make me feel that way. And that's a bad way of looking at it. But I, I'm, I'm with you in that I didn't expect – who the hell was going to come out in that situation with that team and, and be lights out? I didn't expect that from anybody. Mariota sure didn't do it. <laughs> exactly. I think for the pieces that he had around him, he did he did great for what he has around him, because that team yeah. just isn't – it's not set up to win right now, and that's exactly why we don't need Lamar. It'll make a bad team, right. and it'll make right. him mediocre. Yeah, I agree. Let's kind of trust the process and, and go forward. Hey, Obi, thank you very much for calling. We hope you'll call again. All right. Thank you. You guys have a good day. All right. You too. Take care. Let's go to Bobby and make it next. Hey, Bobby, how are you, man? Hey, how are you all doing today? Doing great. What's on your mind? There's so much going on today. I, I almost lost my train of thought. But um, as far as Jalen Carter, <laughs> I, I do agree he's a tremendous football player. But, Bill, this is what concerns me. You left your teammates. You saw yeah. the vehicle overturn. You saw the condition it was in. You left your teammates. If that doesn't speak to your character, nothing else does. So you might be a tremendous football player, and, yeah, you might go on, you know, to be All-Pro or Hall of Fame, but you left your teammates. Well, let's talk about that for a minute now. And we're just spitting out loud, okay? Um, trying Trying to put yourself in his shoes, and I am not trying to defend him by throwing these things up, Bobby. Don't think that I am. Did it scare him? Did, did he know that he was going to be in trouble if he had stayed to where he'd probably be in more trouble than he is right now? Um, did he have more involvement than we even know right now? Uh, did, was it was it fear? Was it guilt? Was it stupidity? I mean, what was it that made him leave? And then, I mean, they called him back. He got called back. They called Brian Gant there, and then he got called back to the scene 90 minutes later. So what was it that made him leave? I mean, isn't that a question an NFL team's going to ask him whenever they have the shot? Yeah, but why would but Bill? Your character says, regardless of the consequences, if you're involved and those are your teammates, these are guys you spent two and three years with. These are guys that the last week you just won a national championship with. These are guys that twenty minutes ago you just had dinner with. These are these are your brothers. These are your brothers in arms. You don't leave a soldier on the battlefield, and you saw that vehicle overturn, and you didn't stay there to help. And regardless of what your involvement was, you, if you hadn't committed a crime and it was an accident, you left your brothers out there. And, and that's a no-no for me, Bill. That is inexcusable for me. You left your teammates, your brothers, these people, people that were in the trenches with you the last three or four years. You got out of your car, got back in, and left. 
It's a great point. It's a great point. It, it, there's no question. I mean, I, I think that is something that when, when brought in that form, it, it's a great point. You know, it, it, it is a, uh, it is a great question, Bobby. It really is. And, and, and look, he, again, the thing that fear gives me fear here with this, that really scares me is we're going to learn more about this. And I don't know how much more we're going to learn that's not going to be detrimental to Jalen Carter. I mean, he said today he's going back to Athens. He's going to try to, to or not. I mean, his, his exact – somebody just sent me this. Let me find it. Uh, someone just sent this to me, and, and he said – I'm going to go to the end of it. There's no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. All right, so he's trying to get off from – having any problems legally but i think the moral question that you bring up is a great great point i mean you've got to ask the question why did you leave that scene that was my and bill the previous caller was saying i don't mean to change subject but i don't understand this rationale bill you all saying as a Falcon fan um you want a good quarterback you want a winning team you're willing to take a chance on Ritter, but you won't take a chance on Lamar Jackson, who's an MVP and who's proving that he can play at that level. Uh, you say uh, Ritter didn't do enough to not stick with him, but he didn't do enough for the four-year in training camp or no other time to supplant Marcus Mariota. The only time he played when Mariota was hurt. So if you're not good enough to supplant Mariota, well, I don't know about that now. I, 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 I think I think Mariota was replaced, then all of a sudden he got hurt. That That's why people had problems with what he did by leaving the team because he just left because he, he, he lost the job. And then all of a sudden, oh, my shoulder's hurt, right? Isn't that how that worked out? That's how it ended up. But, but it was about, you know, the season bite over. We had about four more games left. And at this point, Arthur Smith, you know, pulled the trigger because there was nothing else to, you know, nothing else to lose. But – I, I, well, they I were still think, in the division race, though, Bobby. They still had a shot at winning the division, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. They finished one game out. But uh, I, yeah. I just don't think that Ritter is the guy. And as far as Anthony Richardson. Well, but here's my, here's my big – my biggest thing about, about Lamar Jackson is this. How much of that $68 million are you going to eat up by giving him a new contract? And, I mean, you're going to have to give up – what two first rounders and two second rounders? I mean, Bobby, how are they going to fill all these holes if they do that? There, there are tremendous holes on this team, and if they have to both trade their draft capital and spend a chunk of that salary cap, that's going that's going to hurt. Yeah, you make a great point. I didn't think about it in that in that sense, but yeah, that's a little too much to give up on the team with all these holes. You know, and I and I didn't think about it from that angle. I was just thinking about it from a talent perspective. Um, but yeah, that's too oh, much ta- to ta- look talent perspective. If if Lamar Jackson was simply an unrestricted free agent, I think I'd feel different about it. Having to give up all these draft picks that they're going to need, they 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 are going to need these draft picks, and I I don't want to give up eight. I I don't want to give up number eight. I want that top ten. I said last year this team's going to need another top ten draft pick, and they need to use it wisely. So that. That worries me as much as anything. Talent-wise, we know Lamar's got the talent. He's got the talent. Could he make a difference in Atlanta? Could he make the team more exciting like Brent Rollins said? Certainly. But, man, to give up all that draft talent, that's just that's tough for me because they need to hit some home runs with these draft picks, Bobby. they got a lot of needs on this team right now. 
one quick thing, Bill. Uh, just like Mike Vick was responsible for Lamar Jackson and all these guys getting into the league, um, the Anthony Richardson love is, is the George Josh Allen. It, you know, you know, Buffalo's um, took a gamble and it proved that. You know, all the same things yeah. criticism about Josh Allen is what we're talking about with Anthony Richardson. So now people are willing to take that chance. You know, and I think you're going to see people going to say, well, because of Josh Allen, we can take that chance. Maybe. Do you see the talent in Anthony Richardson? Or, I mean, did we even see enough to know? I don't, I don't see any of that. But still, you know, with, with <laughs> that's what they said about Josh Allen. He couldn't throw. He wasn't yeah. accurate. He was big. He was strong. You that's know, right. he didn't play at FCS level. You know, and now he's yep. arguably top two or three in the league. So teams are going to sure. say, well, the blueprint is out there. Yeah. Absolutely, no question. If, if you're you're right, because if not, we wouldn't even see any mock draft with Anthony Richardson in the top ten. Much less, hell, we saw one last year or last week, rather, Bobby, with him number one. So that that wouldn't be going on if there wasn't some curiosity and some comparisons to Josh. Hey, great stuff, Bobby. As always, thank you, sir. Thanks, Dan. All right, and Rossi brings up Bobby brings up a great point about the leaving, and that's why I think. You know, we we kind of did have a disclaimer on our comment, and I'm and, and again, I hate to try to feel, you know, like I'm playing the fence on some of these things, but it's like we did say, look, we've got to learn more. And for an NFL team, I mean, as far as what we know, sure, it'd be tempting to still take Jalen Carter. Bobby brings up a great point, and you'd have to feel comfortable about his answers of asking the question, "Why did you leave your teammate?" Uh, but but we're going to find out more that will, I think, make it clear whether we would want our team or even if we were in that position to, to draft him or not. Yeah, I think, you know, as far as the draft piece to this story, that's the thing you have to remember. The NFL draft is not today. And I think Brent said this very well. If it was today, he might not even get drafted just because of the uncertainty. Yeah. And we're going to learn more. You know, and the legal side of it, personally, if I was a general manager of an NFL team, I don't care about the legal side. It's a charge of racing and reckless driving. Those are misdemeanors. I don't care. I want to have a conversation about why he left the scene. And if I can yeah. come away from that conversation feeling good, I would take him. If I can't, then he's not on my board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going to have to find out more. We're, we're going to have to find out more. And, you know, if, if, look, if, if he was a sophomore and he had another year left, it, it may not matter. I mean, there, it may be a year away. We're talking about two months. We're, we're talking about teams that are going to have to make a decision on Jalen Carter. If he's not in that top three, like we in, in, envisioned 24 hours ago, him being in the top three. I mean, and I still believe he's the top talent in this draft. I don't think Chicago is going to take him at one because I think they're going to trade down. Chicago may want to take him at four or three, depending on if they make a trade with Indianapolis at four or with Seattle at five or whoever they may deal with, if Jalen's on the board, they got to make that decision. But uh, now it's a whole nother ball game, a whole nother conversation. All right, we got three on hold: Will, Ken, and JJ. You guys hang tight. We got one line open. If you'd like to join us, four seven eight six four six ESPN. Great conversations, great points. This is why we do this. We'll take a break and come back with more sports talk right after this. Thanks for joining us, 528. Let's get back to the phone calls. Let's start with Will in North Carolina. Hey, Will. Hey, Bill. Y'all all right today? 
Yes, sir. Um, I'm headed uh, in the next hour and a half. I live like under an hour from the, the Hornets or whatever. I'm going to go watch the big sun explosion tonight, but that's not all I called. Uh, last time I talked to you, uh, you left me with a great uh, nugget on who should be the uh, number two hole hitter for the Braves. And uh, Matt Olson's done a pretty good job the past week or so. What do you think about him? I mean, with these new rules or whatever, you might not need speed at the uh, top. I mean, if Ronald's going to lead off, I mean, there, there's your speed with these new rules. I mean, you, maybe you don't need speed uh, dominating the top of your lineup, just a consistent hitter. What do you think about Matt in the second hole? Yeah, I think it's interesting that he's been hitting second, and we'll see how much more Brian Snicker plays around the lineup. I mean, that's what spring training is for, and there's no question that when you have kind of a, a change uh, in your lineup, you, you need to, to play around with it a little bit. I mean, I I like it. I don't, I don't mind it. I, I, I think um, unless you have a set lineup, uh, you, you do have to kind of play around with it a little bit. Uh, you know, they had to do that a little bit last year, obviously, with some of the players in and out of the lineup. But, no, I, I'm, I'm willing to see what, what works. And I think if, if Snit – feels by the end of March that, that, okay, this is where I want to go. I mean, I think he'll give that a, a chance in the regular season. But, no, I, I, I think one through nine, this lineup, I don't know if you can go wrong with it, to be honest with you, Will. It's a great lineup with a lot of great talent. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much these new rules are going to affect everything. We'll just have to watch as the season gets underway. But, uh, I mean, that that question you asked like, – Last time I called, really got my gears turning. I mean, until we see Ozzy healthy, I don't, I don't think we can. Uh, I mean, you know, like you said, we'll just have to tinker around with it and fill in the hole. But Matt, Matt, uh, Matt's done a great job. So we'll see how that how that goes and continues. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about just the different opportunities that Snit has and trying to put a lineup together. I mean, I, I think there are a lot of things that he can kind of play around with. I mean, having Ozzy out last year obviously made a big difference. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it for sure. Will, thank you very much. Let's roll on here as we've got a lot of calls going on. Let's go to Ken and Macon, who's next in line. Hey, Killer. How y'all doing? Uh, listen, in life, uh, it's people Good. that mess, mess up. And, like, athletes, they think they can get away with a lot of stuff. Bill and Jalen Carter, he get with his friend and get us stuff. And then so did a guy named Dumas, John Dumas, I think, from Georgia, and he, and he does the wrong thing. I mean, that happens, but, like, NBA, to get people in college, might go one year, and, and then after that, they ended up, uh, they get wild, and they got that money and everything, and they, they think they're, well, we're celebrities. We, we got special athletes. We can do anything we want to. But it's not so much like that now, but it used to be. That's what I, I think. Well, look, I, there may be some invincibility thought process with some of these players of, of believing they can go do something like race in, in Athens. Uh, you know, when I think of that, I think it's a miracle of God they didn't kill somebody else that was on the street, on the sidewalk. I mean, my God, if you're going, I still think of all the things that have been said and have been reported today, the think, to, to think that 
she was going 104 miles an hour on that curve. I mean, folks, if you don't know Athens, I, 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 Russ, do you think I should post that video on Twitter? You think it, it would give people an idea of what that video, of, of what that curve was like if I post that video? Because, I, I mean, I just, that blows me away. I mean, yeah, you know, because it, it, you had shown me the video a, a few weeks back, and it was kind of, and we had that reaction then, but now that you know it was 104 miles an hour, it's just like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's oh. I know. I know. It's awful. Makes you sick. It just absolutely makes you sick on your stomach that someone would do something like that and and that they would race and do it drunk. I mean, twice the legal limit. It's like, come on now. Just don't do that. Don't do that. All right, let's go to J.J. and Lizella. Hey, J.J., good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing fine, Bill. You know, I'm almost 70. Uh, What's on your mind? And, and uh. And I, I, I turned back my video, my VCR, and I'm not justifying anything, but when did the kids start that night? When did they start making good decisions? When, you know, it ain't like when the wreck happened, all of a sudden their mind came and said, okay, this is what we should do. They were already out of control. I mean, and plus, we don't know who had, who was in this guy's ear. It's a lot we don't know because. When you, you, you finna go to pro, the first thing you do is get on the phone and call somebody. And he probably had an agent. I'm just speculating. Agent could probably told him, you need to leave. You need to get out of there. You know, we don't know. But I'm just saying, the whole thing, these no. kids, none, what kid? none of them were making good decisions because somebody said, man, we wrong. You know, I've been there in that, that herd mentality, and we having a good time, and I'm blessed to still be walking, still be living. You know, these kids made a bad, a bunch of them made a bad decision. Two of them died behind it. One career could be on, in jeopardy. I mean, and, and we don't know the mindset of the ones that survived. I mean, I'm, I believe in praying. I'm praying for the, the group of them because they need it. But I'm just saying, we as two adults sitting and saying what those kids, they made this. Hey, that's what they are, the kids. And they made a terrible they made some terrible decisions and I don't know what what older person like could say they didn't make some and they still here to talk about it. But I'm quite sure we look back. We made some terrible I'm not justifying. I'm just saying they 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 made a terrible decision when they when they first started drinking and getting drunk and get out got get in the car and start driving and all who somebody if they were making good decisions, somebody says let's stop. It didn't happen. And as far as the quarterbacks I remember a couple of years ago, the Bears traded down to draft what? A guy, number one, and, and, and the Kansas City chief quarterback with there, the guy that <laughs> just made a lot of money. So it's all beauties in the eye of the beholder. So that's, that's right. the way it goes. That's right. I've been around long to see it happen. Yep. You're right. You're right. I know. All right, J.J., thank you very much. Look, uh, it's just you know, even sitting there listening to J.J. say those words, it just sickens me that we're talking about the fact that someone died after what that team did and, and, and that they're having to all deal with that. It, it is. We, we, we do need to pray for all of them, every bit of them, every bit of them. Um, you know, oh, Lord, it's just awful. Bad thing is, you know, she was 
in a vehicle that was a University of Georgia rented vehicle that was supposed to be used, according to the university and the athletic department, to haul around recruits. Now, there were recruits that day at the parade and at the celebration, but they obviously were not in the car with her that night. The university's already said that basically she shouldn't have been in the vehicle. The vehicle should have been turned in. She was in the vehicle, and I think we can probably assume that even though the vehicle that that was not the first time that she used the vehicle to t- take players around. But she was drunk. I mean, God almighty. She was twice the legal limit. And I, I, I just, I hate that. What the hell? So she was supposed to drive the players around, and she was twice the legal limit drunk. Like, oh, you just want to shake people. What the hell are you thinking? And it ain't going to bring her back. That's what's the sad part. It's not going to bring her back. She's gone. She's gone. I mean, she's she is gone. And that's what just breaks your heart. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's just awful. It, it, and, and I said it earlier, and then Brent said it. There was no way this was going to be a good day. Whenever this information came out, whether it was her blood alcohol level, there was no way it was going to be zero. I, I, folks, I'm serious. I, I, I don't know whether to post that video or not. I mean, it's not. I don't know. I'm just. I hate to. I almost want to share it with with people to see the video so you can see what I'm talking about. If you've never been on that road in Athens, but when I was on that road, I, it, I don't know. It was like January 26 or something like that. It was like within a week of the. Of, there were still flowers were on the sidewalk. Okay. And I went to Athens to get a newspaper of one of the posters of the front page. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go, I want to go by there. I want to see it. Because you may remember that, that a friend of mine's daughter was Chandler's roommate. And uh, they were crushed. I mean, they were crushed. Crushed. They were just absolutely heartbroken. It was awful. So I went by there. And when I went by there, I knew something was wrong. This was not just, oh, there was speed in the curb and she didn't see it. No, I mean, you, you know, no way, no way. When I, when I, when I traveled down that road, I went down it three times. I went, I went down it, came back, went down it. And then that's when I videotaped it. Cause I wanted Russ to see it. I, I, I knew I just said something, something's wrong here. And it, it just, uh, but 104 miles an hour. I mean, I just, I just can't even fathom Joe and Warner Robbins. Hello, Joe. Hey, Bill. Hey, hey, the other one, Russ. Yes, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm just, I'm absolutely crushed by this. I've had a, a couple thoughts. I agree with what JJ said, but I have another kind of a thought about Jalen. He definitely was there, but he's in his, he's in his early 20s, correct? As far as yeah. age goes. I got a feeling yeah. when all that happened, put, put, yourself, put yourself in his shoes. I bet you he got scared like you know what, don't know what, and he took off. He's just like, yeah. I don't know what to do. I, he, he just took off. So that's just the thought I've had. It, it's, yeah. You just have to put yourself yeah. in that situation. Right. You're not an EMT. You're, you got scared. So that, that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, I think I think he did. I think he did. Thank you, Joe. I know I, I I think he did. Was that the right thing to do, uh, even if you're scared? No, 
Because Bobby's right. I, I, I mean, no, you can't leave. You can't leave. But do kids get scared? And I want to tell you, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember what, but I, I really believe this. And for those of you under the age of 30, please forgive me. I don't think mentally you're mature as an adult until you're 30. I don't. I, I just don't. I, I just don't. I don't think I was. I don't think a lot of people I knew were. I, I just don't. I think when you become 30, you're an adult. Mentally, I think you're still in the gray area until you're about 30. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't make the right decision. And if you're there, stay. I'm not trying to make an excuse for him or anybody. I'm not. Um, because he made a bad decision to leave. There is no doubt about that. Because I, I think Bobby's right. You have got to ask that question. You have got to say, Jalen, what the hell were you doing? That was your teammate. And even term it the way Bobby did. That was your guy. That was your brother. That was your brother in arms. You went to war with him. You did the – why did you leave? Why? And, and I, you know, that's why I answered back. You know, was he afraid? Well, sure he was afraid. He probably looked at that crash and knew there was people dead in it. Let's be totally honest. Uh, go look at the picture. It's on the front page of AJC.com again. You're telling me you're not going to see that even at night and say somebody's not dead? You're damn right you are because it was awful. He knew they were going 104 miles an hour. He was allegedly racing with them. He knew. And he freaked out and left. And, and <laughs> ain't nothing good about it. So, look, I, I, I'm going to repeat this again. We knew this day was coming. We knew there would be nothing good about it. We, we, we knew that there would be no way to have any, not that we want to, positive spin about it. It's all awful because they're dead. They're dead. And, and it just, uh, but, but you hear the details and it, it's, just, it's just hard to comprehend. Hard to comprehend any of it. Racing. I mean, my God, I, I, yes, look, yes, young people do crazy things. I get it. And, and yes, there is not one person who probably can call up the show and say, hey, Bill, I didn't. I was a perfect little angel in high school and college, and I did absolutely nothing. Okay, whatever. That's good. But it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse to say that it, because we all did do stupid things. But I never drove 104 miles an hour with double the legal limit in a race at 2.30 in the morning. Never. 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 And that, that's what makes you sick, that somebody did, and now she's dead. And it just makes you, uh, you know, just, I, I, I'm just sitting here, I've been shaking my head for two hours and 43 minutes since I've been on the show because it just makes me sick about it. We'll take a break, come back, 478-646, ESPN. Back with more after this. Thanks for joining us here on the show. 548, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, someone, I can't remember. Oh, it was Eddie. Brought up the comments that Dansby Swanson made in an interview with Bob Nightingale of USA Today. 
He said, this team means so much to so many people, which is very similar from the place I just came from. From the gist I've gotten so far, pro sports in Chicago are a massive deal. Pro sports in Atlanta are like, well, kind of a deal. It's not a knock against anything about Atlanta. Trust me, I'm a huge Falcons fan and a big Hawks fan, but it's just different. Cubs fans, Cubs everything, it's just a little bit different. Look, um, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that believes when someone leaves, it's inevitable we're going to get something. You know, uh, remember last year when Freddie signed with the Dodgers and the press conference that he had, he made a little smirk about Alex, and we were like, well, you knew that was coming. And so Dansby's gone. I appreciate his years in Atlanta. He was great. He became a very good player. He became an outstanding defensive player. He's still a career 255 hitter. I'm happy as hell the Atlanta Braves didn't give him $25 million a year. And I think the Atlanta Braves are going to be fine. Uh, even with all of the uh, changes uh, and with Dansby being gone to Chicago, there is not one person I have seen that is saying the Atlanta Braves are going to suck this year because Dansby Swanson's a Chicago Cub. And whether it's Orlando Arcia or Vaughn Grissom or just the fact that it's not going to be a big deal for Dansby not to be gone or not to be here anymore, I think the Atlanta Braves are going to be fine. So if Dansby wants to say something, whatever. I mean, look, I understand what people think about Atlanta sports. We have a lot of angst in our background because of what's going on with the Atlanta Falcons and the what's not going on with the Atlanta Hawks. And I get it. Um, but just keep your damn mouth shut. And sometimes people can't do that. Kirkland in Macon joins us. Hey. Hey, how's it going there, man? Good. Not good. How I are you? <laughs> All right, man. Just, this is like I was watching ESPN laying in the bed, and I was like, what the what? Uh, then I just, the first thing came to my mind, I was like, we've been lied to. About what now? Kirkland about which about topic? Jalen Carter. I mean, from about Jalen Carter because in the beginning there was just a single car accident. Now he's involved. Yeah. Now he's involved. I mean, we've been lied to. Well, the the, the Athens Police Department is going to have to answer some questions about that because you're exactly right. That was the story that that we heard and that they gave, rather, I should say. And so there's going to have to be questions of why did you come out and say that at the very beginning? There's no doubt about it. And, and look, here's the thing, Kirkland, that's why the Atlanta Journal-Constitution did their work. That's why the AJC did their story. That's why, that's why journalism matters, because they were told something, and whether they believe that or not, I don't think that was what compelled them to go do their work. That's their job anyway. But thank God they did their work, because obviously it gave us a hint of things to come, that something was going on that obviously led to a tragedy. Yeah, because, I mean, y'all said about character and stuff like that. I mean, when you lie multiple times and you leave the scene, I know even if you're scared or not, sometimes if you're that big of a guy, you, you're that strong of a guy, you got to have some speak of courage in your heart, I'm sure, and uh, not to leave and not to tell those lies. But the thing I'm really going to be heard about, and I, and I want you to tell me this real slowly, Bill Shanks, um, and, and I ask you these questions, this particular question right here, with a lot of regret. Um, if Curry Smart knew anything about this in the middle of 
uh, from 15 to, to now or whatever, whatever it happened to now, is that a fireable offense, Bill Shanks? No, 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 love. Um, look, I, I think it will have to. Josh Brooks, the athletic director, at University of Georgia, will have to be asked and have to ask Kirby Smart, "What did you know about the racing?" I think that is a fair question. If I was Kirby Smart's boss, which Josh Brooks still is in name, I would want to know the answer to that question. I think there are questions that need to be answered, but no, this is not a fireable offense. I'll tell you what. I tell you what. Kirby needs to do though, Kirkland, is uh, and this is being very blunt. Kirby needs to call a meeting in that indoor practice facility, and he needs to have everybody's attention that's on that roster, and he needs to drive an empty hearst onto that field, and he needs to say, "Do you want to be the next person to be in one of these?" And that sounds crude, and that sounds awful, but I think that when you have a tragedy like this, you pray to God that it can open the eyes of anybody who is going to think about doing something stupid the next time. And, you know, there's no way for any coach, any parent to feel 100% confident that that is not going to happen because, again, people – I'm tired of saying kids do stupid things. You know what? We all do stupid things. You don't have to be 20. You don't have to be 30. We all do stupid damn things. Let's be honest. But I, if I'm Kirby, I bring a Hurst in there and I'm say, do you want to be next in one of these? Then think about what the hell you do. Because you know why I'm doing this, folks? I don't want to lose another player. I don't want to lose another kid. If somebody's drunk and you're walking out of a strip club, you better damn well not get in the car with him because we don't know if Devin Willick had any alcohol in his system or not. It doesn't matter. He wasn't really driving. He was in this back seat, but he got into the car with someone who was drunk. They had to know that by the time they had left the strip club. So I, I, I would. I would be crude, and I would say, I don't want to lose another player, so I'm doing something really bad. I'm showing you what you will be in if you do something stupid, like get in the car with someone who's twice the legal limit of, of being drunk. I would. And I hope Kirby does it, because all you can do now is try to avoid this happening again, because for the 40th time today, this is awful. The whole thing is just awful. You're listening to Bill Shank Show.